When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It is time to get up with the coaching carousel. The D and Big D stands for decision delayed. Troy Aikman will tell you why that matters more than you think. Plus, after the Eagles crash landing, is there any way they stay intact? Oh, we've got a lot of moving parts here, people, and we'll figure it all out. Plus, the games, the trilogy, Mahomes, Allen, why this one is the most important game one of them will ever play. All that and more. Let's do this on a Wednesday. We have missed the first lady of the church. Get up. We are delighted to have you back from the injured list. Jeff Saturday ready to go. The big swagoo is up and ready to roll this morning. Chris Canty will join us as well. We'll get to all the football in a moment, but we got to show you the NBA game of the night, the showdown between the MVPs, Jeffrey. You love the big guys. Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, top two in the MVP voting the last three years. Fade away. They put on a show last night. Here we go. Let's go to the closing seconds of the third. That was Embiid. Here comes Jokic backing down Beverly. He's too small. Jokic at 25 and 19. Seven minutes left in the game. We're tied at 113, and Embiid would take over. The Euro step, and it's good. Beginning a personal scoring run by giving the Sixers a two-point lead. You want more from Joel? He had plenty. Five minutes and change to go. Same score. Embiid, yes, plus the foul shot. Five straight Sixer points, five-point Sixer lead. Five minutes left, same score. Embiid, does he have the range? Oh, nasty! Right in the face of Jokic. Eight straight for Joel Embiid. Now four minutes and change to go. Same score. Joel, an 11-point scoring streak. Sixers win it. Joel Embiid, 41 points. Seven rebounds, 10 assists. Look at the respect between those two. And Embiid has been sensational. He's playing better than he did in his MVP season of a year ago. He's in the middle of a 17-game streak recording a 30-point double-double in NBA history. The only players with a longer streak are named Wilt Chamberlain, Wilt Chamberlain, Wilt Chamberlain, and Wilt Chamberlain. He had four of them over 60 years ago. You can't play bigger than the big man in Philadelphia. Meanwhile, the big story in the NFL continues to surround that man and his future in Dallas after the shocking exit in round one against the Packers on Sunday. On Monday, Jerry Jones met with his team to express the urgency about the team's desire to win. What does that mean? Well, you have to hear Troy Aikman, who was on with Stephen A. on his show, talking about this coaching situation. What we do know is there are no guarantees. I, I I understand the Bill Belichick argument, and if there were a change, it would seem like that's the one that makes the most sense. I've heard some say that, well, could Jerry work with Bill? Uh, my answer to that is he worked with Bill Parcells. He gave up a little bit, but I don't think Jerry gave up as much as what a lot of people would suggest. And I don't know that he would have to give up anything now because Bill Belichick is interested in two things. One, he wants to set the record. And then, two, he wants to win a Super Bowl without Tom Brady as his quarterback. And in Dallas, he would have the opportunity to do both of those things. 
Will a change be made? I still looking at it. I, I don't, I personally don't see that happening. And part of the answer in that, Stephen A, is because Jerry's 81 years old. And does he want to go through another regime, a new set of coaches, and all that goes with that? It's not as simple uh, or as clear cut, I think, as a lot of people might think. Fascinating to hear it directly from Troy, who, of course, is connected to it as closely as anyone. But we have not yet heard from our favorite cowboy on this show, and that is Marcus Spears. So I, I know it's been a few days of sort of taking in what happened on Sunday for you. And so the question I'll put to you is the one that's being asked everywhere. Do they need to make a change that significant? Does Jerry Jones need to change coaches? Yes. Um, and, and, gee, it really has nothing to do. You know, I've sat on the network and talked about Mike McCarthy winning 12 games three years in a row. That's not something to bat an eye at or something to walk away from easily. I think the Green Bay game just signified how unprepared Dallas was, which was shocking to me. Unprepared mentally, as far as being ready to play, unprepared schematically. And think about this, Matt LaFleur walked in there with a first time starting quarterback and went up and down the football field on this Dallas Cowboy team. Now the unfortunate part is as a head coach, you take the brunt of that blame. And Mike McCarthy at times I've defended because we talked about his job and he's done a tremendous job in the regular season. But it's all about circumstance and context. And what Troy said, there's an opposite argument to that. And obviously, that's a part of the argument, which he made, which is, is true. Yeah, you might not want to go through a new situation or a new coaching staff, or you might not want to move forward. The bottom line is this. If Jerry won is willing to give Bill Belichick the authority that you need to have in order to run an organization without the interference of the owner becoming a a polarizing figure and it just becomes about winning, it's the best move you can make. Because the one thing we've always made synonymous with Bill Belichick is that his team is going to be prepared. And he would have a quarterback that's a significant upgrade over what he's had. But when it comes to Mike McCarthy, which was hard for me to say because I'm a Mike McCarthy fan. The unpreparedness of the Dallas Cowboys in the playoff game against Green Bay is all about coaching, unfortunately. And that's him and Dan Quinn. But Dan Quinn is not the head coach. That's exactly right. And look, none of this is personal. This has nothing to do with Mike McCarthy. He's, I'm sure, a terrific human being. We sit here and we judge the jobs that people do. And in that situation, you are judged by what happens in your final game. When it goes that badly, the judgment is sometimes going to go in this direction. So, Kmart, look, I'm not a detective, but sometimes (laughs) I put a few things together. Jerry Jones has had ample opportunity. If if, If there was no question Mike McCarthy was coming back as his coach, he's had ample opportunity to say that. That game was on Sunday. Today is already Wednesday. He has done it. That's one thing, too. Bill Belichick is out there. I will be shocked, absolutely shocked, if there has not been at least some communication, back channel, all that kind of stuff. You already hit me on the two-way. You already know those conversations. Yes. Whatever the lingo is, are we hitting me on the two-way? No, we don't say that now. No, 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 no. That's way, don't say that now. Whatever it is we're saying. Is that breaker one nine? I see about whatever it is we're doing here. (laughs) I'm going back to smoking and the bandit, which is before anyone else but me in this conversation was born. Anyway, the point I'm making is. Yes. I'm telling you right now that Marcus, what Marcus is saying is exactly what's happening. And Troy Aikman said it too. Bill Belichick to the Cowboys makes too much sense not to happen. I love Belichick to the Cowboys. However, it is clear that the Cowboys have not been good enough. We understand that. 
But if you're Jerry Jones, if you think you can get Bill Belichick, then you get Bill Belichick. But if you can't, who else are you getting? I think it's easy to say Mike McCarthy's not good enough, but you got to have the answer that comes after that. Who's his replacement? Now, one thing I, I understand what, what Troy is saying, the fact that, you know, I, I don't think this is going to happen. You know, I, I, I wouldn't expect it to happen. I think Jerry Jones has has been loyal to a fault sometimes. He's kept coaches longer than he probably should have. I understand his age. And I understand right now would he want to go through another coaching regime and a search and all that. Those are a lot of unknowns. But he might say, this isn't the guy. And I can't waste any more time seeing if this will work. Yeah, I, I fully agree. I think, listen, when you think about McCarthy, I, and I've said this, I mean, to, to move on, to fire people is easy. Yes. Hiring is the most difficult, yes. right? And unless you know you're going to hire someone who's better than Mike McCarthy is going to give you more than 12 wins a game, which I'm saying is going to be very difficult, you better have Belichick. And so the, the issue for Belichick, I, I think he would be fantastic in Dallas. I think it would work with Jerry. I think all of those things. My question would be, what what's the holdup, right? If, if you're pursuing it now and you've, you're having the conversations, which you know what they're being had, like what, whatever the rules are, whatever they're not, <laughs> rest assured you got billionaires, they're, they're going to get a deal done, right? Like they, they, they don't wait around. So there has to be conversations being had. I would just say the hesitation to say, hey, I'm with Mike McCarthy would lend me to believe that something more is absolutely That's exactly right. Conversations are taking place. And look, I'm not a lawyer, but I easily could have been one. And the point (laughs) of it is that the first thing they teach you in law school is you never ask a question you don't already know the answer to. You don't fire a coach unless you already have the next one ready to go. Those conversations somewhere along the line, Marcus, are taking place. I I think that is standard operating procedure. Absolutely. It's just sort of the the, the rules of the road here. So, Marcus, to me, Belichick to the the county. Cowboys makes all the sense in the world. I don't think it's about control over personnel. I don't think it's about anything else. But right. he, 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 Jerry Jones can hand Bill Belichick the two things he wants. He wants a roster that is ready to yep. win right now. Yep. And he has a roster that has a chance to win a championship. Yep. He can get his 15 wins. He can win his title. Yep. And he can go off into the sunset as the greatest coach of all time. Mm-hmm. It makes too much sense from both sides. But let's also let's also remember, and and I went off about this on Monday Night Countdown. Let's also remember who the owner of the Dallas Cowboys are. Yeah, we've said his name for a hundred times. How much are you willing to move aside and allow Bill Belichick to handle this organization like we saw him handle the New England Patriots? Because when we just start talking about Bill Belichick on the field, we all know what can happen. We all seen him have a tremendous amount of success. We've never seen Bill Belichick deal with an owner that's going to do an interview before he walks in the locker room. <laughs> We've never seen him deal with an owner that's going to be on the radio all week long leading into a game. And I'm yeah. telling you, I came from this coaching tree. I played for Nick Saban and I played for Bill Parcells. I played for Bill Parcells when he was in Dallas. There were a lot of things he did not like about how the organization was ran and he did not have control over changing it. So as much as we talked about the coaches, I was there with uh, Bill Parcells. I was there with Wade Phillips. I was there with Jason Garrett. I believe Jerry Jones thought every one of those moves was inching him closer to a Super Bowl. But guess what never changed? Mm. Jerry Jones. Mm. Yeah. And that's the thing. We could, we, we, could, we could relent about Bill Belichick. We could talk yeah. about it. We know he's a great coach. What is he willing to deal with from the owner let me, let as me far as a media 
go go yeah. ahead, Joe. No, no, I, I love what you're saying because I, I. But here's the here's what I would say about the Belichick conversation. This ain't forever. He ain't coaching 24 more mm -hmm. years, bro. This dude's going to be here maybe two or three. If he gets that victory and they and, and they have a team, it does not have to be a marriage, bro. He's just dating, right? He's literally dating them. That's all you're doing, right? You got you got two got years you. in this thing, bro. Pack it in, hold bring on, the next on. one in. Let's go get it. Hold on. That, to me, makes the most sense. He don't uh -oh. want to be coaching uh -oh. forever either. Right Something down. needs Run to be down. said. Swagoo, I love you. And you're right. But let me answer your question. Is Jerry Jones doing an interview the reason that Jordan Love carved up that defense the other day? <laughs> the reason they couldn't stop the run, the reason that Dak looked like he had never played a big game before in his entire life. Let's stop blaming Jerry Jones for the Cowboys not being prepared to play the one game of the season Let that mattered the most, Marcus. Go ahead. No, you're right, you're right, you're right when it comes to being prepared. When we sat on your set all year long after Leighton Van Der Esch got hurt, did we see a linebacker get signed by the Dallas Cowboys? No. Right. Did we see a running back? Who's the general manager? Yeah. So they Who's the general manager? That. Yeah, yeah, that's Jerry. But but that's not what we're talking about because other not, teams gee, GMs don't. There, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of blame to go around, and you you along with other people I've had this conversation with. Gee, just go back and look at the last four or five Super Bowl champions. Look at how aggressive they've been about getting mm -hmm. championship caliber players. Dallas has stood pat. They signed Stephon Gilmore. Great, Stephon Gilmore is a really good cornerback. Did we think that that was going to put them over the hump as winning the Super Bowl? No, I, bro, I have sat on this show time and time again and told y'all that mm -hmm. Dallas roster is an issue when you get to the point of winning the Super Bowl. If we're just talking about winning games, phenomenal. They are, they are a really good roster. I'm not saying they suck, but when we get to the point of winning Super Bowls, there is a difference in what teams that have won them has done and what Dallas has done. That's period. Now, right, if you want to go to the blame of that, I'm right yeah. there with you. Okay, go we're going to get ahead, to that. Go hold that thought. I got to go to a break here. Yeah, we did not intend that to go there, but you got <laughs> Oh, boy. We got Marcus is ready to go. Kmart is ready to go. Saturday is ready to go. And I'm ripping things up already. So it's a good day. Coming up, now that Mike Tomlin appears to be coming back to Pittsburgh, there's one enormous question that needs to be answered there. We'll go in search of that. Plus, what should the Eagles do with their coach after Monday night's disaster? Is Bill Belichick actually the answer there? Can Belichick coach both teams? We'll get to the bottom of all of it as we roll on. It's Get Up on ESPN. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, 
They're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Get Up is brought to you by McDonald's. And as we roll on, it's all about the coaching carousel. Hey, Jeff, Saturday, which opening right now or potential opening, if your Bill Belichick is the most attractive to you. All right, I'm Dallas, but I'm getting off of Dallas because we talk about Dallas. How about the Atlanta Falcons, my hometown? How about that, Bill? Come on back. You just interviewed. They got they got great skill position. Defense made huge. Terry Fontenot's done a good job of getting them out of salary cap, purgatory or hell, wherever they were before that. Listen, this could be a great setup. He's got to bring in a quarterback. That's the only part I'm a little nervous about. But being at Lane, let's go, Bill. They've interviewed Bill. They've interviewed Harbaugh and many other candidates. Be interesting to watch. Kmart, let's talk about Harbaugh. He has interviewed with Atlanta and the Chargers. Watch the better job for him. Jeff Saturday was so close, but actually it's the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, for everything that Jeff, <laughs> everything that Jeff Saturday just said. Listen, they got the skill players. They got a defense. I understand they don't have a quarterback, but who can you trust? to identify young talent, coach them up, build them up, and build a winner, Jim Harbaugh. Meyer Belichick and Harbaugh in Atlanta. But Swagoo, Mike Tomlin appears to be returning to Pittsburgh next season. Who's his quarterback going to be? It needs to be the Kirk Cousins or Justin Fields. And when you think about this team, it's a tremendous amount of talent. You look on the outside with Johnson, and obviously you look in the backfield with what they were able to do down the stretch. Kirk Cousins has shown that he can elevate wide receivers, he can mm-hmm. elevate an offense. And then you look at Justin Fields in this division, his ability to run the football, throw it with accuracy, how he ascended at the end of this season as well. And Mike Tomlin is a quarterback away. They make the playoffs with no quarterback sometimes. We know they would make it with, with either well, one of these did. guys. Well, that, that's, the, that's the question. What, what is the story? They drafted Kenny Pickett in the first round 20, a couple of years what, ago. Yeah, 20th overall pick, and now they're in the same position. They're going to be in the same position this year if they stand pat. And I think that's sort of the issue. I agree with Justin Fields. I, I understand the Kirk Cousins, the Russell Wilsons. I get it. But to me, what, what hamstrung the Steelers was the fact that they didn't have a real succession plan after uh, Ben Roethlisberger. We knew he was on his last leg. So you get Kenny Pickett, a guy that you know needs some time, he needs some seasoning. What is he really? You need a star right now. You need a young guy who can sort of transform this offense, and you need an offensive coordinator that's going to call plays like you see some of the teams that are currently still playing in the playoffs. And I think that's the issue for the Steelers. They have the head coach, but they got to get this quarterback situation figured out. And staying at 20, I don't. and picking a veteran like Kirk Cousins who might play a year, might play two, that, that leaves us in the same position. I feel like there's a bigger question here. They can figure out the court. I think the quarterback piece of this is actually, it's easy for me to say, is easier than the bigger question, which is, 
Is Mike Tomlin remaining in Pittsburgh really the best thing for everyone involved? There is an air of negativity. There's an en a oh, negative yes. energy in that city around it all right mm -hmm. now. He can't avoid it. He is an elite coach who is not... So I don't think he is being made to feel like one. I think that, th th that sometimes in life, taking a little break, taking a little step away and coming back might be the best for everybody. Uh, the Steelers have been remarkably... Um, Loyal to every coach they've had. They've had three coaches in the last, right. literally in the last 55 years. Mm -hmm. I'm not a thousand percent sure that this thing feels as easy as it seems. The way everyone is saying, oh yeah, he's coming back. No explanation needed. No reason to say anything about it. No reason to talk about it. Something doesn't feel exactly right to me. Uh, listen, I think you're talking in his bad ear. I mean, th this guy is a tough-minded guy. I think he likes his room. I think he likes his locker room. I think he likes the players that he plays. Is that locker room? I think he likes it. I think he likes, listen, he likes Deontay I, Johnson and, yeah, and Pickens I, and all I those guys? I think he believes in developing players and developing men. And I think, listen, and, and here's the thing. When everybody gets on him, and listen, I, I got on Pickens about Nagam, but he's a baller. And you tolerate because he can play. You tolerate Johnson because he can play. There's yeah. a lot of receivers who act a lot like that. You might not know it, but we all lived it. And you, <laughs> you tolerate because they freaking ball come Sunday. So, Every team has to deal with certain things like this. He understands how to deal with it. I'm with Swagoo. He knows he is a quarterback away. And the, the issue for me on this not staying in Pittsburgh is because the division has gotten so good. Mm -hmm. You got Burrow in there. You got Jackson in there. Yes. Now, if Deshaun Watson does anything right. decently, you have that to me would be like, hey, I can go. You know, we can go to Atlanta and go play in the NFC South. Yes. But, but that ain't Tomlin, man. He he loves the division. He loves the black and blue. He loves you know that that tough-minded. Like that's just his mentality. And I just think that's why yeah. he is going to stay in Pittsburgh. I, I get it. I I mean I, I think he's one of the two or three best coaches in the sport. Yeah. I, I just that right now it all has felt so unraveled and everything you hear from people there should, is that he, he himself should want was to, considering he, it. Part of me wishes he would leave. Right. So people in Pittsburgh who are calling for him to be fired or to move on can see what it's like not to have a quality head coach Stability. because a lot of teams would line up to have Mike Tomlin oh, run their kidding? franchise. I was, yeah. I was trying to get his phone I, number from I think Ryan Clark. <laughs> so, but, but, but Marcus, I, let me just let me put a ribbon on it with this. I, I'm going to ask it to you this way: If you put, let's say, Kirk Cousins on the Steelers, Ooh, are they a yeah. Super Bowl contender next year? You damn right they are. Absolutely, they are. you are okay. absolutely right they absolutely. are. Absolutely, an explosive offense with Mike Tomlin is a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, guaranteed, guaranteed. Oh. And 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 what what else do what other further proof do we need? Here's the thing: when it comes to Mike Tomlin, all right, because we just came off a conversation talking about being prepared. That Pittsburgh Steelers team had no business being in the playoffs this year. Amen. Zero. Okay. Amen. They got a phenomenal. They got two phenomenal edge rushers. They got a really good safety on the back end. Everything else on this team was patchwork. They figured out he had to fire his offensive coordinator in the middle of the season, and they managed to get this team where they needed to be. That's he right. played with Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph, Mason Rudolph. as his quarterbacks. And Mitch Trubisky. That's all for he's yep. missing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Mitch and Trubisky. He, and that's and all of, he's missing. And think about this, Swagoo. He, they, go, they go to Buffalo. They start turning the ball over, giving them short field. They get it down to seven. Like, he knows how to keep teams in it. But, but here's the thing. He has an opening – 
at offensive coordinator yeah. that he can put a an explosive style. He has which to. listen, we'll take. Think about Bruce Arians back in the day with Tomlin. Like you put those kind of no risk it, no biscuit type mentality with a Tomlin who can yes. overcome difficult situations. Yes. I'm with all that. Is. I'm just not sure the roster is as close to that as a quarterback away as we're saying. I got to leave it there for the moment. Oh, we'll come back. A reminder: ESPN Bet <laughs> is the official sports book of ESPN, <laughs> the only place to find exclusive offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. New users get $100 in bonus bets after making any sportsbook bet. Download today. What a play. Coming up after the Eagles crash landing, is there any way they stay intact? We've got to go through their coaching situation, and it is a Wednesday, which means we are giving out the pancakes. Yeah, Breakfast, yeah. anyone? Glad you're ready for this. Jeff is going at it. Sat him down on the way. Get up on ESPN. Hour, we are back on Get Up, and it is time for the game that is sweeping the nation with Chris Canty. <laughs> Let's go! Or Canty, as we borrow him from Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio for a few minutes. Let's start with what you guys have been talking about all morning long. Josh Allen, can he finally get past Patrick Mahomes Sunday? Can he or can't he? He can, and here's the thing. Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator, has figured it out. Less Josh Allen is more. Since week 11 when he took over, you're talking about a team that leads the league in rush attempts, and nobody has more rushing first downs than the Buffalo Bills. Avoid those turnover-worthy plays. If the Chiefs can get got anywhere, it's in the run game. And, of course, Josh Allen can be a big factor. Let's go to another quarterback here. Can Jordan Love pull off another upset, this time in San Francisco? He can't, and I'm going this based on track record. Kyle Shanahan owns Matt LaFleur when they go to the postseason. Matt LaFleur is 0-2. He's going to be on his way to 0-3. You're talking about the youngest playoff roster since 1974. I I just think that youth ends up showing up on the road this time against what is the best roster in the NFC. So, Jordan Love's great story, but he's not going to get the dub in Santa Clara. Yeah, their season is already a smashing success. And then the opposite of that is the Cowboys' season. Can the Cowboys win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott at quarterback? He can. I mean, Dak Prescott continues to ascend. He played at a near MVP level this year. The most passing touchdowns that he's had in his career. He hadn't had the postseason success, but I feel like that has more to do with coaching than it does anything else. The Mm. talent is there for the Dallas Cowboys. It's just a matter of making sure you got the right guy on the sidelines wearing the headset Mm. to not only dial up the X's and O's, but also set the agenda for the team. I don't think Mike McCarthy has done the best job of that in his four-year tenure as the head coach. Okay, I'm about to make everybody mad. Julian Goldstick, our producer, I'm sorry, because you just said it. I'm going back to it. It's all we were talking about, and it got everybody fired up. You believe the Cowboys need to make a coaching change? Absolutely. They have to make a coaching change. At this point, I don't know how you can keep ignoring the lack of success once we get to the postseason. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Jerry Jones ain't buying green bananas. And now that you have Bill Belichick and potentially Mike Vrabel representing upgrades during this hiring cycle available, why wouldn't you go out there and do that? You got a chance to hire the coach that is second when it comes to wins all time, the coach that has the most Super Bowls on his resume in Bill Belichick. You got the quarterback. You got the offensive line. You got the defense. You just need somebody that can help this team block out the outside noise, create an environment that fosters these guys being at their best when their best is required. 
I don't know if there is a better coach for the Dallas Cowboys based on where this roster is mm-hmm. than Bill Belichick. Yeah, and, and Marcus, let's pick up where we were a little while ago because we, we got cut off by time, and that's just the reality sometimes of, of the situation. But, yeah. like, the Jerry Jones of it all, the idea that he's a problem, all this kind of stuff, you know, like Taylor Swift's a me, I, I'm the problem, it's me. I don't think it's Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones isn't the reason they had six defensive backs on the field the entire game the other day while they were getting the ball run down their throat. He's not the reason that Dak Prescott, every year when they get to the playoffs, looks like half the quarterback he was during the regular season. He's not the reason they can't run the ball. Now, you want to argue that maybe he should have made an acquisition here or there. You could say that about a lot of teams. But this idea that Jerry Jones is the impediment in Dallas, I think, is not right. It is is the coaching, and if you put Bill Belichick there, I believe it would give them the maximum opportunity to keep this window alive next season, Marcus. Yeah, look, Bill Belichick is going to be an upgrade. It'll be a better football team. I agree with that. Me and Chris was in Dallas when Bill Parcells was the coach. Everybody thought that that would be an upgrade, and we would get to a Super Bowl and have an opportunity to win one, and we played some really good football. When Wade was there, and I think Chris was in New York at that time, we had a really good football team. We made moves. That was the first time I actually felt like Jerry Jones went all in, signing Terrell Owens and Ken Hamlin and Leonard Davis and Mark Colombo, bringing dudes in that had played really good football at a high level. Here's my thing. And Chris, Chris has been on this about the 12 wins. That matters to me. But it also took this Green Bay game to make me realize how unprepared Dallas was. That was the indictment on Mike McCarthy. They were unprepared to play against that football team on both sides of the ball. There is no finger I can point more than at the head coach. But also, G, you just went through a litany of lists. The one common denominator has been Jerry Jones. And I went back, and Chris, I want to hear your, your, your take on this. I went back over the last five years of the Super Bowl. There is, there is a line of demarcation with every single team that has won a Super Bowl in the last five years of making impactful free agency moves mm-hmm. in order to put themselves in the position to win a championship. Dallas has not. And as much as people going to scream at me and say they have, they haven't. They haven't made a Christian McCaffrey type move even after going to NFC championships. They haven't made a Matt Stafford and a Jalen Ramsey type move in order to go try to win a Super Bowl when you trade away a quarterback that had been to a Super Bowl. These are the things that people have been doing roster wise that Dallas has not. So I I just don't agree with this whole notion that the roster has been there to win a Super Bowl compared to what I've watched teams win Super Bowls do. That's fair. The, the reality is that the roster was there to beat Green Bay the other yeah, day. They're a top five, yeah, they're a top five offense, yeah, top five I defense mean, they, this season. So I'm not going to argue that point, although it is well taken what Marcus Spears is saying. The one thing I will say is when you talk about preparedness to play, it's beyond the X's and O's. When you got Dak Prescott, the quarterback of the team, talking about I'm buying Louis luggage for me and my lady <laughs> to remind me of where the Super Bowl is because the logo is an LV and it's in Las Vegas, that's a problem. Yeah. When you got Michael Parkins, Parsons talking about the all-time greats with the Dallas Cowboys and talking about how him, Dak, and C.D. Lamb want to be mentioned in that same breath and not talking about the Green Bay Packers, 
That's a problem. Right. You need the head coach to set the agenda for the team. And Mike McCarthy hasn't done a great job of that. Otherwise, there wouldn't be that kind of noise on the eve of a playoff game. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine Bill Belichick's face if his quarterback, if Tom Brady had said, well, the Super Bowl is in Tampa Bay, so I'm going to create a bunch of shirts that say TB on them. Although, of course, he already has Burke. those. Yeah, I get all of that. Wait, i got to get everyone in. So, I, go. so one of the things you said is Jerry Jones is not the impediment. I agree that Jerry Jones is not the reason that the team plays without energy or seem to have looked past the Packers in their preparation. However, Jerry Jones is the one hiring the coaches. Right. And to Marcus's point, when it comes time to re-sign guys, sign guys in free agency, fill the roster with those kind of moves, it is on Jerry Jones. So here's the thing. Jerry Jones is at an impasse. Does he stand pat? Does he stay loyal to a guy he thought could bring him a title? Or does he take a step back and say, I can make an upgrade, I have to be aggressive, and I will do anything I can to bring Bill Belichick to I the start. I want to defer my time to Swagoo because he was all no, fired but, but, up. But, but, <laughs> I, 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 I just saw the hand up. I, I, I got to hear what he got to say. Marcus, give me quick because I got a few other things I want to get in here. Go ahead, Marcus. Go. I, I, I understand what Chris is saying, but every, every I think every person on this panel probably took the San Francisco 49ers to go to the Super Bowl. Am I correct in saying yes. that? Because yes. I did. I, I took the 49ers. Why did we take the 49ers? Because they got better coach and better players. That's why we took the 49ers to go to the Super Bowl. Like, the, the, who hires those guys? Okay. The ownership in San Francisco. When we took right. Philly last year, why did we take Philly? Players and coaches. Point taken. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's fair enough. Okay, so then let's talk about, let's change it to Philly. Let's say yeah. you're Bill Belichick, and you're sitting home right now. You've interviewed with it. Why are you no shaking chance. your head yeah. like Ain't no way, bro. Nope. Ain't no way. Ain't no way why? Yeah, if I'm Bill Don't Belichick, go down 95. Don't. massive change in the organization if Bill Belichick is going to go to Philly. Mm -hmm. And we talked about to it Philly. yesterday. To Philly. Okay. If I he were going to go, if he were going to go to Philly, it would be massive change. So because he, the one thing about Bill that he and Jerry will get along about is he's the owner. He's signing your check. So if he's going to bring players, that's it. He is not. Bill Belichick is not going to be second fiddle to anybody in roster reconstruction, any of that kind of stuff. So something would have to be figured out from from Jeffrey Lurie down to figure out what the thing is. They have they have significant issues on the back end. Both their coordinators will most likely be replaced. So and you have a head. So as as you're looking at this whole situation in Philly. I think that is a much more volatile situation. For all people say about Jerry, dude, there is a level of consistency in Dallas mm -hmm. yes. that he provides. In Philly, you win it two years, you're fired. You know what I mean? Like, right. like they, they are successful, they are not stable. So that is the issue for them. Is if you're looking, if you're Bill Belichick and you're trying to go grab 15 wins and a shot at the Super Bowl. And you got Dak Prescott there. I'm, that, that's a better. You agree better. with that? You like that better than Philly for Belichick? Ooh, I mean, listen, Philly has fired really, really good coaches. So really? I, get what, <laughs> I, I get what Jeff is saying, but Philly has also had success in the postseason more recently than the Dallas Cowboys. Yes. I mean, the Cowboys, what, yes. 27 years yes. of running right. since they've been to a conference championship game? Right. The Eagles yes. were in the Super Bowl last year. <laughs> right. right. So, I mean, I, I, and they won it five yeah, or six years. If ago. you're Bill Belichick, I, I think the Eagles situation with the cap space that they have, mm. with the draft that they have might be a situation where you can get it turned around a little bit quicker than the Dallas Cowboys. To me, it's a much heavier lift in terms of changing the culture in Dallas mm. in order to make them a championship mm. than actually in Philly. Here's the thing that I'll say to Swagoo's point. Bill Parcells used to always talk about this in terms of overall talent. The best players don't always make the best team, but mm -hmm. the right. best team always wins. 
I was on a 9-7 and seven Giants team that won the Super Bowl. We were by no means the most <laughs> talented team in the NFL that year. But we win the damn Super Bowl yeah. because we had a head coach in Tom Coughlin that set the agenda and helped us block out the outside noise. It's hard to do that in Dallas. I- I'll say this. Bill Belichick comes with an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator if you like. need him to. Uh, that team, I think, is much closer. Uh-huh. They were 10-1 and one at two oh. months ago. I don't know. I disagree with that completely. i got to nah, let this guy get back on the radio. Y'all confused. On, on Sportsmanlike, <laughs> ESPN Radio, every weekday morning, coast to coast. All right. This week's NBA Wednesday matchups tonight, we got two good ones for you. We got Giannis and the Bucks taking on Donovan Mitchell and the Cavs. That's 7.30 Eastern on ESPN. Then you'll see LeBron and the Lakers hosting Dallas. That's on ABC. NBA Countdown tips it all off 7 Eastern on ESPN. Coming up, we got ourselves the game of the year. The quarterback matchup of the year. Josh Allen. Will he finally slay the playoff dragon and beat Patrick Mahomes? We'll talk about that. And it's time for Jeff serving up pancakes this morning. And we will start with a little appetizer. Give us a crepe. Oh, we got a little crepe right here. Hey, hey, from Northwestern, Scrunnett, look right here. Finish it, gets inside, drives it back. And what a heck of a ball game between Detroit and the Rams. But I love when little dudes get in there, stick their face in, actually play real football, and look at a double. And then, listen, they cut it short, but he crawled up on top. He got a little O-line in him. He got a little O-line in him. Receive it, my little man. I love when you do it that way, receivers. Get everybody fired up. Let's go. From Northwestern, we'll be right back. We are back on Get Up, and the Elite Eight is this weekend, and we're all looking forward to the last game. Bills, Chiefs, the playoff matchups have been epic. 2020 Mm. Conference Championship game, Kansas City a comparatively easy win. Mahomes was brilliant. The next year, it may very well have been the best playoff game ever. The 13-second game, the field goal, the overtime, the rule change because Josh Allen never got back on the field. And then the Bills getting their revenge in the regular season this year. The legendary Kadarius Tony was off sides game. So these teams have had epic matchups. And now we get the third game, the trilogy, Mm. if you will, between these teams and these quarterbacks in this spot. And, you know, you've been around Josh Allen a lot. You've talked so much about it. You were a columnist in Buffalo for a period of time before you joined us here at ESPN. To me, this is the biggest game Josh Allen has ever played in his career. This is his chance to finally knock off Mahomes. We'll see what happens after that. But this is the chance. If Allen wants to be considered what I think he should be considered, which is the absolute elite of the elite quarterbacks in the National Football League, this is his time to do it. I agree with you. Part of me wants to say the biggest game was when they were in the AFC title game. Like, that to me is is the biggest in his career. But this moment, to your point, this is a moment where he can say, I have exercised the demons. Like, this is literally the moment. And you get KC on your home turf, something that the Bills have not been able to have happen. We haven't seen Patrick Mahomes on the road in the playoffs yet. And, and playing in that stadium with those fans who are willing to sit on top of snow for hours to cheer their team on. But Josh Allen, I think the big difference with this Bills team is they were dead and buried six weeks ago. And they will tell you, being in that locker room, when guys like Micah Hyde and, just, and, and, and Jordan Poyer are talking about, yeah, y'all were writing us off, saying we were done. And guess what? We knew better. We were the ones who understood that, that we had what it took in this locker room. And honestly, what are they doing great right now? They're running the football beyond Josh Allen. James Cook, Josh Allen together, wow. that's what they're doing. The, KC, the Chiefs, they're dead last 
in in rush uh, excuse me in run stop win rate like right now it's what the the Chiefs weakness is now a, a Bill strength and mm -hmm. I think this matchup is the moment for Josh Allen to say this is our time. What do you think, Jeffrey? Yeah, the, the, the Chiefs are right. It's time for Allen to pick them. I mean, that's the bottom line, right? Like, you got you, you got to go make this happen. You're at home. And, and I, I would say, even the AFC Championship game, he walked off the field twice with the lead, right? Like, he's done his part from this team to get done what they know. He, but he has to be his best. I understand going through James Cook. I understand rush attempts. I understand balance. I understand what the weakness for the, for the Chiefs really is. But at the end of the day, it's all going to boil down to does he protect the football and does he make big plays with his legs? He has to do both. That defense can fly around. Think whatever you want about Like, you look at their numbers, they can fly. And they will lay hat on it, and they play a different style. The Chiefs play a different style in the playoffs than they do in the regular season. They run it more, and they play more physical up front. That will show up again when they play again. It has to happen. And Josh Allen has to be the difference maker. That's just where it is. You know who needs to be the difference maker on defense? Ed Oliver. Yeah. He is a beast in the middle. So we yeah. talk about Isaiah Pacheco running like a bad kid. Yeah. Ed Oliver, they need to be able to contain him. Allen versus Mahomes, Swagoo, give me the, the, the thumbnail. Who do you like? What do you like? What, what, in that matchup, who you got Sunday? <sighs> well, I'm, I'm never going to pick against Pat Mahomes, but I'll tell you this. This is the most important game for Josh yes. Allen's career. Mm -hmm. We watched mm -hmm. Joe Burrow go into that building and beat Buffalo in a, in a, in a playoff situation, and we know that this – I love what Jeff said – this is now about Josh Allen. Yes, Joe Brady has been phenomenal. And I think he's in a, I think Josh Allen has been put in a better offensive situation mm -hmm. than since Brian Daybowl has been yes. there. But this is going to be about Josh Allen being Superman more of the time than he's had to be over the last five weeks. This That's is right. going to be about his decision making when they push the ball down the field. Explosive plays is it's what's going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And here is the conundrum of the argument of the year. We know Josh Allen can be explosive. We know he can reach a level that not many can reach in this game. Now it's about what his crutch has been. Ball yep. security. Mm -hmm. How Keep will he play from mm -hmm. that standpoint? We know he's going to be explosive. He's going to use his legs. He's going to be able to push it downfield. He's elite when it comes to talent. Toe-to-toe -to -toe with anybody. Ball security is the premium. And this on display, this game against Patrick Mahomes, who doesn't turn it over much in the playoffs. Josh Allen protected the football last week. He needs to do it again. And Marcus is huge on talking about moments. For Dak Prescott, this is one of those moments for Josh Allen. For sure. Indeed. Absolutely. Josh, Mahomes is the best quarterback in the sport. Yes. No one doesn't think so. There's a group of three that are below them. Lamar Jackson's mm -hmm. going to have his second MVP. Burrow has beaten Allen and Mahomes on the road in the playoffs. This is Allen's time. If yep. he's going to have his sort of um, – Whatever it is, he's going to put himself everyone. in that. This yes. is his moment to do it, and I think he's ready to do it. All right, I'm ready for breakfast. Hungry, hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Pancakes <laughs> is one of our favorite things. So let me show you how we're going to get this thing started. We're back, baby. Bam, bam, bam. Got to eat them That's how we start this off. Let's go. <laughs> it's a thing of beauty. You can't stop us. You can't stop us. just spanked pancakes on here. We are back. And it is time for Sat Him Down, which is brought to you by IHOP. And uh, because we don't have any other players here today, <laughs> I'm going to hold them. I'm going to hold the pancakes. Stop. 
Yeah, magic box. We're ready to go. All right. He doesn't hold nearly as good as you. Let's go. Here we go. We're starting out with a center in Kansas City. Offensive line dominated. Let me show you what they did to Christian. They put a bullseye on him. Creed Humphrey, bam. Get some of that. Oh, my. Hey, listen. He's trying to rush the guard. Little sneak attack right there. Put him down. Hey, Swagoo, you know that man felt the pain. And he held on to him on the ground. Creed Humphrey playing nasty on Wilkins. They understood the assignment and took care of him. That's a rib platter. That's a pancake. A thing of beauty. We're only giving it one because he was double teamed. We ain't scared. Dalton Schultz, hey, the Texans. How about them upsetting one of the best defenses? Mm-hmm. And look right here. This is how you do it. You take it all for a ride. Fit and finish. Hands inside. Look at the drive and the finish. Dumping him over. And he stay again. When they stay on top and they just don't let the dude get up and they talk to him while he's down and let him know who got dominated, that is the physicality the Texans need to bring to Baltimore. That's two, and that's a tight end. But it gets me fired up. And then, listen, we're another Texan right here. Again? Watch this right here. I thought he killed him. Oh, oh my word. Oh, my oh. I thought he was oh. dead. I thought, I thought bringing out the paddles, I wasn't sure. Oh, this is as nasty as it gets. He is on the train track. Uh, uh, no one heard it. Whack! Get three for right there, but man, I've put him down. There's not a better block in football than when a DB don't see it coming. We take full advantage, and I ain't apologizing for it. That's what I'm talking about. Three pancakes. Not the paddles. Not the paddles. Swagger, your reaction. I'm so sick of Jeff. The first, of, the first one pissed me off so bad. He know that that's a D lineman that we hate it. They get credit for a pancake and they ain't doing nothing but helping somebody. That's number one. And that last one, Jeff, that last one is why they got to bring the cut back for the DBs, bro, because that's a mess. But here's the real platter. This is the one that this is the one that pisses D Lyman off the most. Bro, you ain't even do nothing, bro. I'm trying to jump up and block the ball and you just come over here and help somebody for no reason. The man already had me blocked. I wasn't getting to the quarterback and you want to come over here and do extra. That's that you Jeff Saturday hey, special right there, dog. 100%. Nothing bad. Hey, keep your eyes and don't let them know you're looking that way. Kind of put your head this way and then go sneak attack. There's nothing better. <laughs> nothing. Hey, punish jumpers. Them boys want to jump and knock the ball up. Punish them, baby. Find a dime. Gotta get them hands down. All right. Outstanding. The pancakes have been served. Swagger will get his revenge a little bit later. Coming up, back to the coaching carousel. The D in Big D stands for decision delayed. We'll tell you why that matters a lot more than you think it does as we get up with you on ESPN. Greeny, you want a bite? Do the channel <laughs>